You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store, but you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we share our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. Before we dive in, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories by tagging us at Unstoppable Ecom. This would absolutely make our day. It will also mean the world to us if you could rate the show and leave a review. It really helps with our ratings and it will help other online store owners find the information they're looking for. Let's dive in. We hope you enjoy this episode. So let us start by asking you a question. Do you like, love or hate numbers? Now, most people say that they hate numbers, and usually this is because they don't know how powerful mastering your numbers can be, or they don't like the numbers that they see, so they just ignore them. By the end of this podcast, you're going to love numbers, we promise. So here's something we want you to remember. Knowledge is power. Yes, that's right. So as entrepreneurs, we often do things based on gut feel, and we really need this because it's that gut feel that enables us to take risks and to step into the unknown which is pretty much every day within an online store. But as we grow and scale, we need to balance that kind of intuitive drive with making decisions based on data. So when you boil it down, everything in e-commerce and digital marketing is literally just data. Yeah, and magic things happen when we start to use this data meaningfully. So running an online store is very personal, and this is the very reason we need data. By tracking and measuring data, we get quantifiable measure on how things are going. And numbers show us the truth. They show us the true state of our online store without any emotion, reasoning, or bias. And when we feel we have this, we can make data-driven decisions rather than just going off our gut feel. Now, just as a side note here, just because we can literally track and measure everything. So, you know, when you're deep diving into your Google Analytics or your Shopify dashboard or your, you know, digital marketing, we can track and measure a lot. And it doesn't actually mean that we should. Just because we can, it doesn't mean we should. What we actually want to measure is what is going to drive the needle. So, if we were to track and measure every little metric, we would spend literally our entire day tracking numbers instead of working on actually impacting them. So we want you to measure the important numbers in order to have a very top-down view of what's working and what needs improvement. And here's something else we want you to remember. A website is not a tattoo. So this is a great saying that Megan mentioned a few years ago and I remember thinking, oh, that's so true. I wish I'd, I really I'd, wish I'd remembered my own advice when I got my tattoos because I'm <laughs> not loving them so much now. You can't just change them like you can with a website. <laughs> I felt like getting just website written on my arm somewhere just so I could say, yes, it is. Oh Every God. time Megan we says should... this. Okay, let's get matching tattoos. <laughs> I'm not getting a tattoo that says a website. We can, we can do an episode in the tattoo parlor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, side note. <laughs> Side note, (laughs) Unstoppable would make a better tattoo than website. (laughs) That one I could live with. (laughs) So you can and should be making tweaks constantly. But 
we don't want to make changes based on a hunch. We want to make them based on data. So by looking at the numbers, you can get a quantifiable measure on how things are going without letting your personal opinions, all those emotions and bias get in the way of your results. For example, let's say my favorite color is pink. So I go and make all the buttons on my website pink. If I test it and find that green buttons convert better, what color would I be better to go with? Hint, unfortunately, the answer is not pink. <laughs> it's the one with the highest conversion rate. Yeah, so often people will measure the number of sales they make. They'll measure the revenue they generate. They'll measure the profit left at the end of the day. And that's really important. But We like profit. Yeah, we love profit. We always say, you know, you've you got to have profit, otherwise you've just got a hobby. It might not actually be a fun hobby either. <laughs> it could be a lot of <laughs> blood, sweat and tears that go into your hobby. But a sale is not the only thing that we want to measure. So, yeah, sales and revenue and profit are really, really, really important. But they're not the only things that we should be measuring. So when we think about it, we, we want to think of the entire customer's journey. So... If we're looking at a sale, that's not where a customer starts their journey with our brand. So it doesn't make sense for us to just measure this metric. When we know what's happening throughout the entire purchase journey, we can then see what's working or maybe what's not working. So where like the holes in our funnel are and we can then work out what needs improving and actually go about improving those things. So what do we mean by this? Well, we want you to think of your customer's purchase journey like a funnel. So people enter through the top of your funnel where they become aware of your brand. Then they get curious and they show interest in your product by visiting a product or a category page. From here, they might do some research and look to be further educated on your product. They might then add to product to cart, initiate checkout, and if we're lucky, they'll complete the purchase. So you'll know that not everyone completes the entire funnel, right? We've all seen people drop out of the funnel at various points. So you might get heaps of clicks to your site, but hardly anyone goes to your product pages. Well, then you can get curious as to how to optimize your homepage to be more inviting for people to check out your products. For example, you can go to that step of the funnel. So if you get lots of add to carts with no checkouts, you can get curious as to why the checkout process is not converting and how to optimize it. When you track and measure the important numbers, you can work out where the leaks are in your funnel and what is driving the needle. So we're going to take a look at 10 key numbers that you should be tracking and measuring. Yeah, so the first one is total sessions. So this is basically just the total number of hits that you've received to your website, the number of eyeballs. This is really important to know because it's the very top of your funnel. So if you don't have any traffic come to your site, no matter how good your site is, no matter how amazing your product is, nobody would actually see it. It'll kind of be like printing a box of glossy brochures and leaving them stored in the back of your car. And I'm saying that because I actually had a client that did that once. We printed all of these beautiful glossy brochures back in the day before digital came into play and they literally left them in the back of their car. So nobody saw how that campaign went. <laughs> yeah, bye bell. <laughs> the next number to measure is the percentage of returning visitors versus the percentage of new visitors. So as much as we love new visitors, we like to have people returning as well. So your percentage of new visitors divided by the total number of sessions will give you that returning visitor percentage rate. 
Now, if you think about it, the average car abandonment rate is 70 to 80%, meaning that only two to three people complete a purchase for every 100 people that visit your website. So if you have no returning visitors, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Okay, so the next number that we want to track and measure is our cart abandonment rate. You need to track and measure this to see how many people are adding to cart, but not purchasing. Once you know this, you can get really curious to see what will actually decrease your abandoned cart rate. And you can then start testing and measuring with that metric in place. So as we said before, you can't manage what you don't measure. So if you start to test and tweak and try and you know improve things, trying to get more people to check out, if you don't have a benchmark to start with, then you won't be able to test and measure that uh, website. So in order to work this out, essentially what we do is we work out our number of add to carts minus our number of completed purchases. And then we divide that by the number of add to carts times by 100. That'll give you the percentage of cart abandonment rate. And we might pop these formulas in the show notes. Yes, we will. <laughs> so the next number we're looking at is the customer acquisition cost. So this is how much it costs you to acquire a customer. So the easiest and simplest way to calculate this is to divide the total sales and marketing expenses by the number of customers acquired. The next thing that we want to test and measure is our repeat purchase rate. So as we kind of discussed before, returning visitors is really important as well as getting new visitors to your website, but just as important is getting repeat purchases to your website. So selling to existing customers is so much easier, quicker, cheaper than inquiring a new customer. Yet so often, and we see this with so many of our new students before they kind of realize this, they spend all of their effort focusing on constantly getting new customers. And by doing this, they're actually neglecting their existing customers. And so this is leaving heaps of money on the table. So we can leverage our existing customers with things like cross-sell and upsell, and also just making sure that the experience they have with the brand is really amazing. It's that wow experience to make it make them come back and purchase again and again. So the repeat purchase rate, again, we'll pop the formula in the show notes, but it's essentially the number of people who've purchased more than once divided by the total number of purchases made on your website. And that will give you your repeat purchase rate. And if you're using Shopify, you'll see this number on your dashboard as well, which is super handy. The next number we're looking at is our opt-in conversion rate. So we know that email marketing is one of the most powerful channels we can utilize in order to sell more on our online store. And we want to track and measure the number of people who are opting into our email list. So we own our email list. We do not own our Facebook or Instagram following. So it's more important than ever these days to make sure that we are collecting that email. So we want to know for every new visitor to the website, are they actually opting into our email list? So those that aren't already subscribed, are they jumping onto our uh, website and they opting in? And so we need to kind of work out what percentage of people are going through and doing that so that if it's low, we can uh, make some changes to pick it up. Yeah, I think we've got a little episode on that, which is what episode 
23 episodes ago. (laughs) Episode 21, how to turn your website visitors into email subscribers. So if you start testing and measuring that, um, or if you start tracking it and you can see that you want to start improving it, go and have a look at that episode, listen to that episode and see how you can actually start improving that. The next one that we want to track and measure is our sales conversion rate. Now, this is kind of the holy grail when it comes to e-commerce. It's the number one number that people will ask you, like, what's your conversion rate? This is one of the most important because it indicates how many sales we're actually making out of how many people are coming to your website. I think this one in our course Facebook group is like the biggest disgust of people um, discussing like their wins and things. It's like, oh my goodness, my conversion rate ran out this week and oh, what's your conversion rate? Yeah. So I think it's one of the most celebrated increases as well because it has such a big difference and such a big impact on improving your revenue when this goes up. Yeah, so as Karen mentioned before, like for every 100 people who visit your site, and you make maybe one or two sales from those 100 people. So that's a one or 2% conversion rate. If you were to increase your conversion rate by just 1%, you would be essentially almost doubling your sales, doubling or tripling um, your sales without any more traffic, without them spending it anymore, without you spending any more money to get those people to your website, you would be essentially almost doubling or tripling your sales. So it's really, really important to track and measure and ultimately never endingly, <laughs> constantly <laughs> is probably the word, uh, constantly improve this because, yeah, it is such a game changer. That's right. That's so important. And it also goes in with this next one, which is the average order value. So this tells us how much people are actually spending in each transaction. So just like the conversion rate, if we can increase the average order value, we can make more sales and more profit without having to get more traffic and more conversions. So there's essentially three ways you can make more money on your online store. You can either get more people to come to your website. So you can increase things like your advertising, get more eyeballs there. You can increase the conversion rate, so get more of those people actually purchasing, or you can increase your average order value, so get those people that are purchasing to spend more money. And if you go through our program, we work on increasing all three of those things. So always getting more eyeballs, getting those people to spend more money, and getting more of them to actually check out. And if you can just move the needle a tiny little bit on each of those things, can have a huge impact to your bottom line. Mm, that's a really good point. And you can kind of see how all of the numbers that we have mentioned before this, so total sessions, traffic, repeat um, purchases, card abandonment rate, all of those things lead into essentially you having more money. So everything is linked here. We're not just telling you these top 10 numbers to measure Random because numbers it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're telling you these because these will drive your needle. If you can just increase each one of these by 1%, holy moly, how good would your online store be? Or as my eight-year-old son says, holy crackles. <laughs> I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> holy crackles. <laughs> holy like crackles. That. Okay, so the I'm next one is one. gross. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. The next one is gross profit margin. So this is a really important one, an obsession with revenue instead of actual profitability could be harming your business. So I'll say that in a different way. Revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. 
So when people say, oh, I've got a $2 million business and they might be turning over $2 million, their expenses might be $1,999,000. They're making no profit. So if you've got, I would much rather a store that's doing maybe 500 grand with 100 grand expenses than a $2 million store making nothing. So it's really, really important to look at your gross profit margin of your entire store, but also of your products themselves. And so when we're looking at the gross profit margin of the products, it's the revenue minus the cost of goods sold. And we really uh, deep dive into how to work out what your cost of goods sold are in our Igniter program. But um, for now, just know that it's revenue minus cost of goods sold divided by the total revenue. And then if you times that by 100, that'll give you your gross profit margin. Now, if you're not tracking and measuring this now, start doing it immediately. Often when people start our program, so they jump in, they join Ecom Igniter, they work out that they've maybe got like a 20% gross profit margin. And it's a reality check, isn't it? Yeah, they all kind of realize that they've just got, well, not all, but a lot of people realize that they've just got a hobby. They're not actually making money and they put up their prices kind of straight away so that they make sure that they're actually getting a good profit margin. Now, we recommend 80% is an amazing like that's kind of the what you want to aim for. Anything around 50 to 60 is good for an e-commerce store. So if you don't have that, really think about increasing your prices. And we also have a price rise um, strategy that our students then use to do that. But you can, yeah, you can definitely test and measure that one. And again, even if you just increase it by 1% and increase everything else by 1%, your total yeah, revenue will be higher. Ah, <laughs> oh, you stole my thunder there because our last number that we're going to be looking at is total revenue. Woo-hoo! So this is the number of dollars made on your website. Uh, and this is the final number we want to track and measure in our top 10. It may seem really obvious, but measuring this gives us a quick one-figure gauge on how things are going. And you can look at your revenue based on how it's comparing to last month, or you can look, and we like to look year on year and see how that revenue is going. Because as you know, with e-commerce, not every month is the same. So it's better to track how this June went compared to last June, rather than comparing your Christmas month to, for instance, June and December, which would be totally different. Uh, So it's really good to look at them based on the previous period. But of course, there's no point having that high revenue if we don't have that gross profit margin in there as well. Yeah, and there's no point in having gross profit margin if you're not getting any sales and there's no point in having any sales yeah. if you're not getting a repeat purchase rate and there's no point in that if you don't have your cart abandonment and all the things, right? So it's really important to have a look, go back through, um, check out our show notes and look at these top 10. And now is the perfect time to do it because we're coming up to end of financial year. You want to look at your, you want to look at, I would really suggest looking at these numbers for the entire year. And then also pulling out each one of these numbers month on month for this year and comparing them to last year. So did your um, total revenue increase month on month? Is it, like Karen said, better than June this year compared to last year? Really spend the time to look at your numbers coming into the new financial year. Not only look at your numbers tracking and measuring, but then set targets and goals and work out where you want to be this time next year. It's a really great time to do that. 
So you can't manage what you don't measure. So we really encourage you to start tracking these key metrics today. 